7.06, Monday evening, we're here. My God, it's dark outside. <laughs> Turn the clocks back, does it to me every time. It feels like it's 10 o'clock. It's uh, Skulls here and indeed got Dave Vaughn here, partner in the law firm, contributing uh, to the show as always on a Monday night. We've got lots of stuff to get through tonight. A reminder, if you've been let go, if you've got a package in front of you, if you've got a severance offer sitting in front of you, workplace rights, what to do in the workplace, harassment, anything under that banner, uh, we'll talk about it here tonight. Just need your phone call. That's all it takes is 416 870 6400 star 640 on sale as we always start uh, each and every show, whether it's Monday night or Wednesday night. Dave, we get to the week that was. So, what do you got, brother? Yeah, happy to be here, John. Um, a couple uh, interesting uh, scenarios uh, to discuss today with some good lessons uh, for the mm-hmm. uh, for those listening. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was em- uh, employed by a small manufacturing company, but he was employed for about 25 years, so a significant amount of service. Um, and when I say a small company, I mean about 15 to 20 employees, mm-hmm. okay? Um, his employment was recently terminated after 25 years, um, and the company told him that they were giving him eight weeks of termination pay, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he questioned them about this, rightfully, uh, and his manager told him um, that that's all they had to give him, because, uh, and he wasn't entitled to severance pay, um, because they didn't have a payroll of $2.5 million or more. That whole thing. Yeah, okay. So uh, this gentleman Googled um, severance pay, and found a, uh, a Ministry of Labor website or some type of uh, website uh, that discussed se- statutory severance pay um, and uh, apparently confirmed what his boss told him. So okay. he, he thought, okay, I, I don't get severance pay. Luckily, uh, his wife heard the show, uh, has listened to the show a couple of times, um, decided to give us a call. And, Smart uh, phone call. Yeah, l- luckily, um, luckily they gave us the call and uh, I, I spoke with them and um, Basically told them that, uh, you know, simply put, the employer was wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, under the common law, employees are entitled to severance pay um, regardless of the size of the business. Um, and for this individual who was in his 50s, 25 years of service, uh, it could be as much as 24 months of severance right. pay. So right. um, you're looking at a difference between eight weeks and uh, 24 months, which uh, is quite significant. So um, we, uh, we assisted the, uh, this individual in terms of negotiating a severance package, contacted the employer. Um, they uh, retained legal counsel. And over the course of a couple of weeks, we were able to uh, negotiate a fair Get severance package. Get it happening, package. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, uh, instead of that website, should have gone to severance severancepaycalculator.com would have saved him a lot of hassle, right? That's a great point. Yeah. Where does he get this 1.5, 2.5 million employees, small business? Where does that information come from? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a common misconception that comes mm-hmm. up because under the Employment Standards Act, um, there actually is uh, something called um, you know statutory severance pay. Okay. It, it's true. It's given to uh, employees who are um, work for at least five years for an employer, and they're... Um, the payroll uh, is $2.5 million or more. Right. But those are just your minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act. It right. does not impact common law severance pay. Um, and, and that's why the misconception arises, because there are, you know, it's similar terms, it's both severance pay. Um, one is common right. law, one is uh, statutory. So um, regardless of the uh, amount of, uh, sir, or uh, the size of the business, um, you are you have the same entitlement. That's why we are here doing this show every week. You know what I mean? What, uh, what else you got for me? Another one, um, a, a couple weeks ago, uh, spoke with a woman who was given a letter from her employer um, and a record of employment saying she's being placed on a temporary layoff, okay? Yep. Uh, no recall date. Um, you know, when she asked, okay, what's going on here? They said, oh, you're not, you know, you haven't been terminated. Um, you're, you're on a layoff, and uh, we'll call you back if we, ne- if we need you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And, and she did uh, speak to some fa- uh, family and friends. They said, oh, yeah, it's just a layoff. You're not terminated, so just wait it out. Um, so I, I spoke with her a couple weeks ago and basically uh, informed her that uh, despite what uh, the employer says, despite what her friends had said, um, that is a termination. Um, and, and this is because um, the employer had never laid her off in the past. Right. And there's no term in her contract that allowed such a layoff. So um, a layoff is, is a, a termination, termination unless right. they have some type of contract that allows them to do it, or they've done it in the past. And they've set precedent, right? Exactly, yes. So she gets severance like everybody else. She does, yes. And uh, we, uh, once again, um, you know, started the negotiation process with the company. Uh, they did retain legal counsel, and we were able to uh, negotiate. Was she shocked? Did she believe you at first? Was she, she overwhelmed? She didn't, and, and that happens yeah. all the time um, when you speak to people. They don't believe you, yeah. um, both in terms of the both examples I have today, actually. Yeah. Um, the severance one, you know, they say, look, I looked it up. I see it. It says right on the, uh, the Ministry of Labor's website. It's $2.5 They don't have that. You bet. Severancepaycalculator.com is what they should be using. Your phone call. Coming up here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Just warming up the employment hour, the Monday night edition. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. 714 on Monday night. The employment hour continues here. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. You want to see what you're really owed, just punch in a few pieces of information. It takes about 30 seconds, and don't be shocked by the number. That is true. It is real. It is what's happening. You want to uh, give us a phone call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, taking all comers. Got uh, Dan here. Good evening. Dan, how are you, pal? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Really appreciate it. Yep, go ahead. I'm, I'm just calling on behalf of a friend who, on the weekend, was basically advised via text that her services are no longer required. And she's been working at this very small company. It's a wholesaler for furniture uh, for, believe about the last five, six months. Just got back from a business trip in North Carolina with her boss where she had to work uh, 12, 16 hours a day through the weekend, all night yards, get back, and then get to this text. Mm-hmm. Um, Small company, as I said, less than two and a half million dollars payroll. Is she entitled to, to any uh, severance compensation? Did she get any? They offered her one week. Hmm. Dan, do you know that? Did they? Are they trying to have her uh, sign some type of a uh, release or a termination letter uh, to get the not, one week? That's not as yet because all she's got is basically a text. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are they alleged? Did they expand on the reason? Are they alleging just cause? No, 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 there's no just cause. It was just... Okay. They actually wanted, they wanted to reduce the role. She was there as a sales rep. Sure. Um, and looking after the U.S. agents and all that kind of stuff. Okay. She was being, she was being overpaid. They wanted to reduce her salary. Okay. A lot of different things. So uh, this, uh, your friend here is entitled to severance pay under the common law. Um, what, uh, how old is she? Uh, she's 30, 31. And she was there for about five or six months? I think started at the beginning of June or July. Okay, in a sales role. Correct. Okay, so under the common law, she would probably be entitled to somewhere in the in the neighborhood of uh, two to four months of severance pay. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can help me out now, because we called both your Ottawa and Toronto offices today, couldn't get anybody to answer the phone. Or return a message. Yeah, give us a call tomorrow, Dan, and uh, we'll be happy to uh, happy to help you with this. Dan, that number I'll give it to you right now, 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. Got uh, Pat. Hi, Pat. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's uh, what's happening with you? No, they're, they're talking about uh, doing a, a, a small layoff at the end of the year. 
and they're saying maybe a week or two weeks. Is that allowed uh, by the employer to do? Pat, have you ever been laid off before? No. Do you have an employment agreement? Uh, no. No, okay. So if they've never done that before and there's no contractual term allowing it, um, a layoff of any duration would be a, uh, a constructive dismissal, a termination under the common law. So, um, you know, they're, they're not permitted to do that. Um, so uh, you should give us a call and, uh, and we can help you deal with that. Okay, thanks very much. My pleasure. See, now, it depends whether he's, if he accepts it because he goes, yeah, I'll take my chances. Maybe they will come, you know, bring me back in a couple of weeks. He has that option. He, right. can, he can do that, and um, you know he uh, he can get himself into trouble that way, though, because right. then they could say, "Oh, we've we've laid you off in the past." You know, maybe next year they try to do the same thing, and they say, "Well, you accepted it last time; you knew about this." Right. Um, so the best way to deal with it is uh, give us a call, and then we can uh, we can help him uh, come up with a response. This is employer, there's a good chance they don't know that they're not allowed to lay people off in the first place, that's, and it is a dismissal. Right? That's right. Yeah. Right. That number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Got uh, Ricky. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. What's your concern? Well, uh, my, my wife had a position she was working, and then she ended up having a baby with twins, right? And she was unable, she took her maternity leave, and on the, the last few months of the maternity leave, she was trying to come back to work, but the employer had already hired somebody part-time for her position. They told her when she comes back, she has to be there for her full-time position. She can't have any hours to leave early. And they wanted her to work Saturday. She was trying to say, well, that's going to be hard. She doesn't have a babysitter because she just had twins. And the employer told her, well, they cannot hire her back again. And pretty much she was put in a position to either quit or they pretty much fired her. And at the time, she was trying to negotiate with the new employee of taking some hours and she would take some hours. And then the owner said, no, that's still not good. We can't do that and forced her out of the position and she was forced to pretty much just not work until she was able to find another job. Yeah. But I was trying to explain to her that legally he would have to pretty much try to work with something with her. And he had, he didn't want to try any other avenues, any other lanes to try to have her come in on some days and the right. other person come in on some. And it was about a year and a half now. I've okay. been, she's called the workers. Uh, she's called all the labor. She called all the places. They, they, said oh well we can't really do much but i said well that doesn't seem right because you yeah, had that, the baby yeah go on yeah so th- that's i mean there's two issues here it's a wrong it sounds like a wrongful dismissal based on what you've told me yeah um it, it sounds like it wasn't at all a resignation um she didn't quit her employment was terminated when she tried to go back from work after uh, a yeah. parental leave so uh that's a wrongful dismissal she should be entitled to severance pay and it's a human rights violation so that's what we tried to argue mm-hmm. with the with him the first time, but obviously we didn't go through lawyers. We didn't, you know what I mean, go to this extreme where we would try to see if we could legally go through the, the channels of God, right. seeing what we what we, we could do. Well, you're you're still close. He's still got time. It's Ricky, ticking, yeah, but he's got time. Time yeah. is ticking. Yeah, yeah. You have two yeah. years to do it. So you and your wife should give us a call um, well, because you need to act quickly. Yes, and we left our number in case the phone disconnected with you guys. Beautiful. So, can I get a direct number to call you and have her call you? Or Absolutely. Ricky, here's the number right now. 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. We'll, uh, we're going to pick up where he left off and talk a little more about that when it comes to uh, what we call on the show, Don't Mess With Mama. Never a good plan when you're talking women that are pregnant or on Matt Lee for sure.
Dave Vaughn from the firm doing the show tonight, as we do on Mondays. Uh, you don't want to know what you're owed for real. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Start there. That's the place you want to start. Go to the ministry. Go right there, severancepaycalculator.com. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. we got some open lines. We'd love to hear from you. Justin, thanks for hanging in, fella. What is happening? Hi there. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Um, yeah, so I, I just got fired on Friday. Um I, I was brought into the office, and then I was made to sign a, a note. Um, I was just wondering if I if I would be eligible for a severance pay or, mm-hmm. or EI. Justin, how long did you work there? How long did you work there, Justin? Uh, I worked there for about a year. A year, and they uh, did they provide you with any termination pay? Um, yes, uh, on the termination paper, it said I would be um, I would be paid um, my regular salary, including. Uh, up to and including uh, November 4th. In, in addition, I will be also be getting one week's uh, salary pay in lieu of notice. So a week. Okay, and you and you signed that letter? Yes. Okay. Um, first of all, um, that's likely what they provided you is, is below your minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act. Um, so there's a uh, you know, an argument there that that's unenforceable, that release um, or that termination letter you signed. Okay. Um Second, uh, it goes more to the circumstances. Did you, were they, I mean, did they force you yeah, to sign that What do you mean made there? to release? What do yeah. you mean made to well, sign? I, I, I wouldn't say they forced me, but they, they, they just handed me the paper and they told me that, that, that like, I had to sign it. I, I didn't, I didn't, at, at this, the, in the moment, I didn't know uh, exactly, like, what to do. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's a, that's a tough spot to be put into. Um, yeah. and you obviously didn't go get, you didn't have an opportunity to get legal advice um, and well, you felt you had to sign it and you had no choice, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What's his recourse? So uh, give us a call because there's a very good chance that that uh, termination letter you signed, that release you signed, um, is unenforceable um, because they had to give you a week's pay regardless, and uh, they, they should have given you an opportunity to uh, seek legal advice uh, before signing that. How long, what, uh, what kind of job is it, Justin? Um, I, was, I was working at Honda. I was just uh, moving tires for them. Okay. How old yeah. are you? Um, 30 years old. And how long have you been there? Um, I was there for a year. I worked with them um, prior um, for for a little bit, but I was I was let go. I like I was fired um, within my probation, and then they hired me back again uh, a couple of years later. Okay, yeah. I mean, you could get uh, a couple months of severance right. pay, so uh, definitely more than one week. So give us a call, and we can uh, we can help you out. Justin, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the one you want to use. Good evening, Harry. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. What's your uh, what's your concern? You got a question for David? Go ahead. Yes, my concern is this: I'm currently employed, but uh, today, well, let's say today, I called in and said I wasn't available to be there. Uh, I went out and tried another employer. Now, I would just like to know: can I be penalized, or am I at fault in any way if uh, if my current employer finds out? Well, what uh, what reason did you give them? Um, I just uh, let them know that I, I wasn't feeling well. This way, okay. I can okay go go somewhere else. Yeah. If your employer finds out that you were dishonest with them for the reason of not attending work, you weren't actually uh, sick. Um, you could get uh, you know you could get face some discipline. Um, for Does that. it rise to cause? Meaning, can he get fired for that one time? It probably doesn't raise rise to cause right. um, based on one circumstance. A, a union job. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, well, that I mean, 
if they did try to terminate your employment, um, the union would likely uh, have your back there. Um, they would be the ones to represent you. And uh, it's even more difficult in the unionized environment to establish cause. So um, our, uh, our, my opinion that that's not cause um, is probably even stronger than unionized context. The point is, even if it came down to that, you can't represent him because he's right. a union member, right? Yes. Which we repeat all the time on this show. Union members are, are bound by the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, so they can't seek outside advice. So they're kind of stuck with it. We'll get one more here before the break. Uh, Chad, good evening. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, pal. What's going on? So essentially, I just had a question about a uh, contract. So uh, essentially, I was uh, an employee at a uh, dental office uh, for the better part of uh, about 10 years. Uh, about eight years after we started getting our, like our initial employment, there was no real initial employment contract. They had to sign a contract at the uh, like eight-year mark. Um, but essentially, after I've listened to your show for years now, uh, had consignment essentially limiting uh, mm-hmm. severance if you were to leave there, if they were to fire you, essentially. So my question is just about, like, I'm at the point now where I, so from my understanding at the time that when we signed the contract, there was no net gain to us. It was more just, you know, this is the deal, sign the contract, and we're essentially backdating it to uh, original date of employment. Uh, this has come to a head now because now the office is being bought out by one of the two gentlemen that own the practice, mm-hmm. and we're being asked to re-sign these contracts again. Um, so now I'm just wondering, is it <clears throat> in my best interest to sign it, not sign it? What uh, What is the opinion? Well, first of all, in terms of this contract, so you didn't receive any type of uh, raise or promotion when you signed it or bonus? No. No. Okay. Um, So this contract, the original contract is probably unenforceable um, for lack of consideration. Um, So now one of the dentists is buying out the practice? Right. So this is the concern. I mean, all the paperwork we have, I essentially have the original one that I signed uh, with the one dentist name crossed out, and now I'm supposed to essentially reinitial and re-sign the contract, but... uh, now I don't know if this is essentially under like a new business name or whatever. Like I just don't know what uh, connotations are right. that way. You know what I mean? So then I just don't know where I kind of stand from there. Yeah, because this is a, the the original contract that you signed about eight years into it um, is unenforceable. Uh, you need to be careful um, before signing this one um, yeah. because there's a chance that it is it is enforceable now because of uh, if there is a, a change of uh, control or if, the, if this is a change in the business. So um, give us a call and we can review that contract for you and make sure you're not signing something that um, gives away your uh, common law rights, which um, could be uh, quite significant with 10 years of service. Right. All right, Chad, that number is 1-855-821-5900. Taking a short break, your calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get lots more of the show coming right up here. David Vaughn from the uh, firm hosting the show tonight, of course. It's severancepaycalculator.com. If you haven't checked that out, check it out right now while we sit here and idly chat. And uh, the phone lines are open. We've got lots. If you have questions, uh, bring them on. I'll get to call here in a minute. But the last one, I think it's Chad we're talking to. Um, works in a medical office. Had a contract signed eight years ago, didn't get anything for it, so it could be not legally binding, first of all. Right. Now the other dentist wants to buy the practice over, take it over, wants him to sign a new contract. So A, should he sign I guess it's all fact-specific, but A, should he sign it, why not? And B, if he doesn't sign it, what's the option? He definitely should not sign it okay. uh, until he speaks with a lawyer. Um, because, um, like we said, the original contract is unenforceable. This one could be. Um, okay. Especially if they're if uh, the the purchaser or whoever's taking over um, the business provides him with something by way of a signing bonus, okay. um, 
and uh, it, it's a very, uh, I, I don't know obviously the circumstances, mm -hmm. uh, so there could be some other reasons why it's, uh, why it would be enforceable. So uh, definitely give us a call uh, and have that contract reviewed because when an employer is having you sign a contract during the uh, yeah. duration of the employment It's usually uh, not good for you. Usually yeah. not. You yeah. don't see many that are, uh, that are helpful. So. Yeah. So now if, he, if they do the same thing or this other dentist does the same thing that the other one did eight years ago and not give him anything in the way of a bonus, uh, you know, uh, more holiday, something, something. They throw him a bone for signing this new contract. Again, not enforceable. Not enforceable. No. Wow. So there you go. Plus, he should also be wary, I guess, that if he chooses not to sign it, and if this is all in the future, of course, if they let him go, he's now a 10-year employee, right, with the dental office? From what I can understand from his Sounds scenario, like it, right? it's, he's always going to be a 10-year employee. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's giving up his service. It's just whether he's limiting or agreeing to limit his termination entitlements. Right. And that's probably what they're trying to do. Right. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Keithy, thanks for hanging in, pal. What is happening? Not much. How about you guys? How good. You We're Not good. Not too bad. Okay, my question is, my employer wants me to sign a document giving them permission to use my information for third parties, and I'm not really uh, on board with this. What is my legal right here? Well, what type of document is it? What type of personal information? It's my uh, my banking information, my social insurance numbers, uh, you know, all that personal information the company has. And what are they doing with it? This is the question. I asked them, and they say it's not really any of my business. Well, definitely don't sign that uh, unless they provide you, you know, with a reason. Um, it could be something like they have a third-party um, benefits well, provider that needs that information. But until they tell you, you should not be signing that. This is what they're saying. That it's for all third parties. But third parties they're giving me is like workers' comp, um, my my uh, my pension fund, and this mm -hmm. and the other. But that information I give myself. Right, yeah, this sounds uh, sounds like a strange situation. Uh, I, I definitely would not sign that um, until they can provide a, an adequate explanation. And it's not fair for them to say, oh, it's for everyone that we're, we may need to give information right. to. Yeah, Keith, you need more details anytime, one uh, 821 5900 uh, The phone calls, we got lines open at 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. So we've, uh, I mean, we've gone through a lot of these already just with the phone calls that are coming in on the show, but we're talking about at least the topic for tonight anyways. Uh, you need a lawyer when, dot, dot, dot. Here's the first one, obvious, you've been let go, right? Yeah, and uh, I would say about 95% of severance packages I see uh, are, are, are insufficient. Uh, in most cases, the employer is going to try to get the, the best deal possible for itself. Uh, they may try to sell it to you as that we're giving you a bit more than the Employment Standards right. Act minimums. Right? We're being generous. Right. Um, we're being nice. We care about you. Um, that's not always the case. Um, and uh, the employer is going to try to get you to agree to, uh, in most cases, a lower severance package uh, than you could otherwise get. Um, so before you sign anything, before you sign a release, uh, like one of our previous callers did, give us a call. Yeah, that was, um, because that, you need it reviewed. That package was weak, and I mean, I'm, not, I'm talking W-E-A-K. That was bad they signed that one, right? That's right, and even if it seems like it's a good severance package, yeah. um, it can't hurt to give us a call. You bet. The number, 1-855-821-5900. Lots more of that topic coming up, and your phone calls as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour continues right here. Talk Radio AM 640. 7.43 Monday night. Of course, we're on Mondays at 7 and Wednesdays at 7. Of course, the weekend shows too. Phone lines are wide open. You want to give us a call? We'd love to hear from you. A conversation for the remainder in between the calls. You need an employment lawyer when? How about this one? The uh, employer's building up a case against you with bad performance reviews. Yeah, we see this all the time. I'm John, and uh, it, uh, it becomes quite clear that, uh, that the employer's starting to uh, build a case for cause when they start mm -hmm. giving performance um, 
performance uh, plans, uh, warnings, uh, discipline. Uh, a lot of the times, the individual have uh, go you know, a number of years without any discipline, yeah, and all of a stellar. sudden, yeah, every month they start getting a performance uh, right. improvement plan given to them. Uh, and this usually indicates that the employer is building the case to uh, yeah. terminate for cause for and without cause. severance. You right. Got it. So, as a lawyer, what do you suggest? Yeah, it's very important to uh, to be proactive when this occurs because if you just sit back and take it and uh, let them uh, file the uh, the complaints or the right. discipline, um, you know they're going to help their case and their argument that they had, that they do have cause. Right. Um, so what I usually tell people to do is write responses um, to these disciplinary letters or these performance plans. Explain your side of the story. Uh, explain why you disagree with it. Um, ask for assistance. Uh, point out areas where they need to help you achieve what uh, what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. And if it's unclear or if it's vague, ask precisely what they're looking for. Um, and it's good to have that uh, that paper record too, because you can show that you never agreed with it and that uh, you had a different uh, view of what was occurring. How about this one? Uh, you know, employers change the terms of your employment. Now, what would that in, uh, what would that entitle? Uh, this also happens uh, quite a bit. We touched on it uh, during one of our calls yeah. where uh, they try to introduce the uh, the new uh, employment agreement. And that actually had a, uh, it sounds like it was going to have some type of a clause where mm-hmm. they changed the, uh, the termination entitlement. So that's one type of change uh, that you need to uh, look out for. Another common one is, uh, you know, they'll change hours of work, duties and responsibilities, uh, or the method of pay, you know, hourly versus salary. Um, and uh, if you do, uh, if they do try to bring in those types of changes, it's important to uh, to give us a call and act quickly, um, because if you do accept them, um, you're not going to be able to, you know, uh, fight them later. Yeah, because you deemed uh, accepted it after a short period of time, right? That's right. What about uh, you know change in shift or even location for that matter? They change your location on you. Would that qualify as well? In many circumstances, it can. It really depends on the uh, the magnitude of it. How, a little bit of leeway either way, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're changing it from uh, you know from the east end of the city over to the west, um, that could uh, could be a constructive dismissal. Right. But if you're going from you know South Brampton to North Mississauga, mm, probably not as much. Maybe right, depending not. On. And some of it will depend on your personal circumstances. Do you have a car? Um, do you, you know, do you, uh, are you going to have to take the bus? So what's the commute going to be like? It's going to affect have... dropping the kids off at school, all right. that stuff and as that well, is, right? That's a common one, dropping right. the kids off at school, picking the kids up. And if that, uh, that's an issue, if that's a conflict, um, it may be a constructive dismissal. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Don, good evening. How are you, Don? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Good. What's your, uh, what's your concern? Uh, my concern is uh, I'm a subcontractor employed, uh, by one person for 40 hours a week, which means under the law, I would qualify for severance pay as an employee. Is that correct? Are you a uh, are you paid as an employee or are you paid as an independent contractor? Independent contractor. Right, so you wouldn't, um, technically speaking. Um, I wouldn't? Is that your, you, you wouldn't get, uh, technically speaking, you would not qualify for uh, severance or termination pay but. if you're an independent contractor. However... Um, just because you're paid as an independent contractor or called an independent contractor does not mean you're you're necessarily one. Um, That's right. Right. So, is this your only um, job? It's the only job. We only work for the one person, but we're uh, classified as independent contractor. Right. But 100 percent of your income comes from this uh, this work on the one person. Yeah. How yeah. long have you been there, Don? 22 years. Wow. Wow. You're an employee, my friend. Yeah. So my, my other question is, if that's the case, and uh, they also have employees that uh, would qualify for uh, severance pay if they were laid off, um, right. they also get holiday pay. The other question is, how come I don't get holiday pay? Well, that's because they're t- both you and your um, employer, I'm going to call it, mm-hmm. um, are treating this situation as an independent contractor relationship. 
Um, right. So, and I mean, was that your choice or was that just presented well, to you work, as the only option? Comp workman's compensation came in at the time and audited everybody and decided that they would give us a, and stay with the independent contractor mm -hmm. thing, uh, but the employer had to pay workman's comp and everybody, of course. Don, here's the question. How old are you? Me? 67. And, and uh, what's the type of work? It's uh, fire restoration. And you've been there for over 20 years in the, with the same employer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So two years, yeah. I've been in the business over 30 years for different contractors, but... Yeah. Right. So, the, I mean, the point is here, the holiday the holiday pay, from what it sounds like, is not the concern, right? That's not telling what the concern no, would it's, be, it's, right? It's just a general question. It's just right. a general question on top of that. How come the employee, if I'm qualified as uh, an employee, how come I don't qualify for holiday pay? Because the other guys do. Well, because the office. because you you and your employer have agreed that or have operated under the uh, basis that you're not an employee that you're a contractor, right? So you're I getting paid. Yeah. You're getting paid a basically a, an hourly rate base without taxes, without deductions. Yeah. Um, when I called when I called your other uh, lawyer, Lior, there about mm -hmm. two weeks ago, and I proposed the same question, he told me that I did qualify for severance because I'm classified as an employee. employee Absolutely, yeah, exactly, you that's are. That's exactly what we're saying. Yeah. yeah, that's under what we're saying. Law. So if that's the case under the law, how come I wouldn't qualify for all the pay? That's all my only question. Well, he wouldn't. It's, it's yeah. The point is he's not getting it, but you would. You would. Yeah, point. but the reason you're not being paid. It is because you guys are treating this as a, a contractual. No, he said at the time, he said you would qualify for holiday pay, but mm -hmm. you have to file to the Ministry of Labor yep. form in order to get that. That's yep. correct. That's yes. correct. That okay. you have to do. But if, if the point is, if it ever comes down to severance, you're not going to care about a little bit of holiday pay. You're going to worry about 22 years of being an employee, right? That's the, that's the right. label he's got, right? And I mean, I to, I, from what I understood, he was wondering what was going, why they weren't paying him right now vacation pay. And the reason is they've agreed on this relationship. That doesn't mean it's right. Yep. But uh, right now, these people have agreed that it's a contractual relationship. Right. It's not an employment relationship, even though uh, if he's let go, um, if, if, he, if he claims for vacation pay, he, mm -hmm. he would likely receive that. Uh, in the future, uh, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Taking a quick break, more of your phone calls, more of our discussion of when you need an employment lawyer. The list is long, so stick around for more of that on the Employment Hour here at Talk Radio AM 640. Here with David Vaughn from The Firm, taking your questions, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell right here on the Employment Hour. Uh, Joe, thanks for hanging through the break, pal. What is happening? Hey, no problem. How's it going, gentlemen? Good, pal. Good. Good, good. Uh, you know what, guys? I, I just wanted to call it uh, as an employer. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I listen to your show all the time. I think it's a great show. I think you guys provide a great service. But I just think that a lot of the stories that we're hearing are one-sided. I think as an owner, and I think a lot of business owners out there, would really, really appreciate a show dedicated to the other side of uh, of, uh, of the stories. Um, I, I just hear, you know, like the, the the last gentleman that was on, who's a contractor complaining about not getting his vacation pay. Right. You know, as as far as far as I'm concerned, he agreed. He agreed to to, to work under those rules for tax benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these guys are writing off. Their, their mileage and their trucks and stuff like that, they would not be able necessarily to do to do those things if they were just were working as regular employees. So, you know, you can't you can't have a boat you can't have your cake all the time and eat it too, right? It, it, it's a it's a two way street. Um, and and what what about employees who, what about employees who you guys give that that sense of that you know they're in, that sense of entitlement, but you don't get necessarily you don't get the owners. Uh, story. What about guys that have uh, people that are chronically late? 
What about people that come in drunk? What about people that are uh, that have a drug problem or a mm-hmm. gambling problem? Uh, you know, like, I just feel that as an employee, as an employer, sorry, um, it's it just it's getting you know our hands get t- more and more tied all the time. And you're you know, you're absolutely right, Joe. The, and that's the way uh, you know. Unfortunately, for some employers, especially smaller ones, and it is tough out there. And uh, these lessons, uh, what we what we speak about, um, they're equally applicable to employers, right? Like when we tell someone um, what you know what the law is, what their um, you know what their employer has to do upon their return to work after a maternity leave, that applies to the employer as well. Well, and I, I understand that that that's that one hundred percent. You know, I've I've employed people for twenty three years, and I've seen all kinds, and I have, you know, my turnover isn't even actually that high. I have people that have been working for me for twenty three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's just it's the, the relationship, this uh, us versus them type of uh, uh, type of environment. That you know, what it'd be nice sometimes just to hear a little bit more. You know, uh, people come on and 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 they're they're so upset and so angry at their employers. But but you know, uh, what if, like I've I've had employees in the past that were chronically late that called in sick nine times a month. Oh, for you, yeah, every every employer's had DBs working for them for sure. But I mean, the thing is that we don't have no control over who calls in. We love when guys like you call in so we could talk about employers. And I mean, if we had uh, if we had enough time tonight, our next topic was worst times for an employer to terminate employment, right? So it was all about you know the duties that you guys would want to be aware of. But you know, I agree with you 100. percent I mean, it's, most of the stuff is applicable. And you know, we've talked about the severance pay calculator. There's an employer mode on there as well, where you switch it over. If you're an employer like yourself, Joe, you can say, you know, if I let uh, Skizix go here next week after he's been here for 20 years, how much do I owe him? Right. So it, it works. It works uh, both ways. But I love having more calls for guys like you coming in for yeah. sure. And the law doesn't change, uh, no. regardless of who calls. The law is the same, and uh, it's just how you, uh, you know who's calling in, it's going to have a different question, mm-hmm. right? So employers right. are going to have different questions. We're happy to answer employers' questions as well. Joe, appreciate that. More calls from you would be uh, would be fantastic. We were talking about uh, times you need an employment lawyer. Uh, won't let you come back to work after a disability or accommodate a medical restriction. This is our first call of the day, I believe. Or your, uh, your week that was was one of these, right? Yeah, and uh, so and this can be applied, obviously, uh, or, or can be helpful for mm-hmm. both employees and uh, employers. So, um when an employer, um, when, when an employee is returning from a disability leave, uh, a medical disability leave, um, they're entitled to return to their same position. Um, and employers need to know that as well, right? Um, you need to keep that position, or at least make uh, make best efforts to find um, that that uh, that person there, uh, give that person their job back. You can't just uh, when they're off on leave, um, give that job away and then say, "Okay, sorry, we don't have your job anymore." Right. And there's a duty to accommodate. There this is, is part yeah. of it, right, as well. Yeah. So there's lots of concern here. Uh, you're not getting paid overtime. How about that one? Yeah, that's uh, that's a tricky issue because in, in mostly in those situations, the employee does want to stay uh, an employee, right. right? So a lot of the time, it's not going to be a constructive dismissal or a termination, but it's how to get overtime paid. And a lot of the time, employers probably don't know they owe the overtime or they don't know how to calculate the overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we recommend in those types of situations is give us a call and we can contact your employer and... and uh, potentially speak with their lawyer and just uh, come up with a, a solution and ensure that you are you are paid that overtime and the employer knows. We'll take it for another week, my friend. We are back in here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock again with the Employment Hour. In the meantime, the number to call you have any concerns, it is one 855 
821-5900. You can go to Lior at employmenthour.com through email. And if you haven't checked it out already, go to severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, that will be Wednesday. This has been the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640.